to the Bethel Free Baptist Church weekly sermons. This is the evening service of Sunday the 19th of November 2017, entitled, Study to Show Thyself. And the Bible reading is taken from 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 to 26. Here's Pastor Larry T. Curtis. A familiar verse that we want to focus on um, on this evening. I'd like to, uh, to begin by reading 2 Timothy chapter 2. I'd like to, uh, to read the, the entirety of this chapter so that we can truly get the context of, of the verse that we want to, to look at here. 2 Timothy chapter 2. I invite you to stand, if you'd like, with me to honor the reading of God's Word as we read from 2 Timothy chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. The things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. If a man also strive for masteries, yet is he not crowned except he strive lawfully? The husbandman that laboreth must be first partaker of the fruits. Consider what I say, that the Lord give thee understanding in all things. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel, wherein I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even unto bonds, but the word of God is not bound. Therefore I endure all things for the elect's sake, that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. It is a faithful saying, For if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. Of these things, put them in remembrance changing them before the Lord that they strive not about words to no profit, but to the subverting of the hearers. Study to shew thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, but shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness, and their word will eat as doth a canker, of whom is Hymenius and Philetus, who concerning the truth have erred, saying that the resurrection is past already and overthrow the faith of some. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. And let every one that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. Flee also youthful lust, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace, with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. But foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing that they do gender strifes. The servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient, 
in meekness instructing those that oppose themselves, if God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. Father, thank you this evening, Lord, as we look at this passage that surely is familiar to most of us this evening. But Father, as you've impressed upon our hearts for us to look here this evening, I pray that Lord, you know the hearts of every individual here this evening. You know exactly what each and every one of us need. I pray, Lord, not by the power of man, but by the power of your Spirit, that you would speak to hearts, that you would meet the needs of every individual. Father, I pray that you would save the lost, that you restore the backslider, and that each and every one of us here this evening can leave this place in some way a bit more like our Savior than when we came. And we give you all the praise and thanks for it. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. And amen. Well, there's a lot, and we're just going to touch the service in this chapter this evening, but I believe that it's very, very important. Our focus is going to be upon verse 15 there, which says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Paul is instructing young Timothy in the need not just to read and memorize and know, but to study God's Word. And the word that's used here for study is, is a verb of action. It literally implies an action that, that, that continues. It's not just a looking at something, but it implies a lot of, of diligence and energy is being put into this over and over again to study and to study and to study, to know God's Word. And, you know, that's one of the amazing things, that as we... We don't get old, but we mature in age. And as we mature in age, one of the things that's absolutely amazing is that as we look at God's Word, and, and though we may have been reading and studying this book the entirety of our lives, we realize that, that the depths are just beyond us, that there's always something there. But the real question that I want you to ponder this evening, I want to ask you a very personal question. How much time do you spend studying God's Word? How much time do you spend studying God's Word? You see, so many times we find that a lot of things are happening good and bad as we look throughout this chapter, but sometimes if we're not careful, once we've got the greatest gift that can ever be given to mankind, once we have experienced that gospel message that saved our souls, and we know that we're on our way to heaven, and we, we know that we love God, and we know all these things that we hear in church if we're not careful, life can become so full that we spend very little time studying God's Word. I just want to give you a couple of simple things to challenge you this evening that you can never study too much. You can't know God's Word too much. And I believe this with all of my heart. I've never known anybody. You see, the Bible teaches us that it's in studying God's Word that we know Him better, that we know Him more. Why is it that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God? I believe it utterly, literally impossible to go to the Word of God truly with an open heart for God to speak to us and be searching for those truths and our faith diminish. <laughs> the more we read and the more we study, our faith grows. We become stronger in our faith. Do you have bad days sometimes? Is there some days when, if you're really honest, that, that your faith wavers a little bit? That you're just not sure? I mean, you know all the facts. You know that God's got this thing, and yet you let it beat you down. You let it beat you over the head. You become so discouraged. And 
And, and, and as I was thinking about this and, and, and praying over this, I, I was almost preaching this evening on some of the things that we do when we are discouraged. But I thought, no, I want to look at the other side of that. I want to look at one of the things that will help us to keep from being so discouraged. This closes out with the fact that <laughs> there are those. There are those that obviously at one time have had the truth, but they have gone away from that truth. We find that the one that has done it, it was a snare of the devil that's taken them at his will. Folks, not to scare you, but you need to realize you have a real enemy, and his name is Satan, and he wants to destroy you. And I've said it many times, but I'll tell you this this evening. If you're here and you don't know with absolute certainty that you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, I promise you Satan wants to destroy you. He wants to take you out of this world. He wants to do anything that he can to keep you from coming to that point of humbling yourself and accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you better realize that he'll bring anything into your life that he can to stop that from happening. And Christian, you better believe. He loves to see you discouraged. He loves to see you beaten down. He loves you to see disheartened. He loves to see you down there because then you're not going to be a help to anybody else. I want to give you three simple thoughts that are in this verse. He says, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, we could look at a lot of things that we get from studying God's word, but I want to just look at this one verse this evening. What do we get? What are the benefits of studying? Why should you commit your time to studying God's Word, to know it better? Well, three words that I want to give you this evening. Approval, assurance, and ability. Approval, assurance, and ability. You see, the first thing he says is to study to show thyself approved unto God. You see, God should always be first in everything that we're doing. We're doing it, first of all, for him. First of all, to be approved unto God. And he gives us, this is why I wanted us to read this entire chapter, because this is sort of right in the midst of all these things that he's trying to encourage young Timothy here to do with his life and the importance. And he says, first of all, there in verse 3 and 4, Though thou for endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ, no man that warth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. You see, God has chosen you to be a soldier, to be a soldier in his army. You see, the first thing is you want to be approved unto God. You want God's approval as a devoted soldier. God is the one that has invited you and asked you to enlist in his, on his side to be a soldier that is fighting this battle for him. There is a real battle going on. And to pretend that it's not there or to ignore it is not going to win against the enemy. The enemy is Satan. But God's enlisted you in his army if you're his child. He's in, and we should be studying God's Word because, you know, one of the very first things that they do if you enlist to be a soldier in this life, they take you to basic training. They start beating all this stuff into you. They make you do things that are so stupid and off the wall because what they're wanting to do, just like the devil is wanting you to do, they want you to give up. They want to beat you down. Now, now a lot of people, you know, I, I was in the Air Force and a lot of people think, well, that's, that's the soft one. You know, they don't, the Marines and the Army, those guys, they're the ones that really get it pounced into them. 
You know, even in the, in the weak old Air Force, you know, with, with all these guys that have lined up to learn to become soldiers, you know, I saw guys that got so downbeaten by the training that they were going through. Literally, we, we come in and found guys sitting on top of the lockers where they slipped their wrist and they just wanted to finish. They just, they just couldn't take anymore. It was real. It was genuine. They were there. But you see, they were really trying to break because they wanted you to break there rather than on the field somewhere. Well, sometimes, sometimes the things that God allows you to go through, folks, sometimes it can be hard. It can be tough training. But he's wanting you to be able to defeat the enemy. The enemy's the one that wants to break you down. You need to study God's Word. First of all, to show yourself approved unto God as a good soldier that you're fighting the battle with Him and for Him and you're fighting for the souls of mankind. We may fight battles in this life and it might be for our freedoms and we, we talked about some of that last week on, on Remembrance Sunday and whatnot. It's important but the greatest sacrifice of all was when Jesus Christ gave himself on the cross for us. And the greatest battle that we'll ever fight is the battle for the souls of mankind. Satan wants your soul. Satan wants everybody's soul. But God's enlisted you as a soldier. And one of the things he's doing here, Timothy, you need to study, first of all, to show yourself approved unto God. One of the things that he's told him he needs to be approved at here as a soldier, a devoted soldier that is truly in this battle to fight this battle. But then he gives another illustration in verse 5. He says, And if a man also strive for masteries, yet is he not crowned except he strive lawfully. Here he's using the illustration of an athlete. <laughs> you know, if you're going to go out there, and if you're going to have the mastery, if you're going to win this, this, this whatever that you're running in, this whatever that is that you're, that you're fighting for the, to get across the finish line before somebody else, you've got to do it lawfully. You've got to do it the right way or it's not going to count. How are you going to know? You know, we, we talked about this morning during our, during our Bible study time, we talked about the whole thing of, of God revealing Him, communicating to us through revelation, through His Word, the inspiration of God's Word, God breathing it. God's not expecting anything of us that He hasn't told us about. He's not getting up there one day, well, I forgot to tell you about that. God's given us everything that we need and everything that our lives will be judged by in His Word. We need to study to show ourselves approved unto God like a devoted soldier that would do that's really out there to win that battle. Like a disciplined athlete that's not just out there running for the front of, it, front of it, but he's running that he might win. He's running to get to the end, and he wants to do it the right way because that's the only way that it's going to count. And then in verse 6, he says, The husbandman that laboreth must be first partaker of the fruits. The determined farmer. <laughs> you know, you can have all the fields in the world. They could be laying out there and you can just stand back and look and wait for all that fruit to come in from them, but you're going to be sadly disappointed. You see, the farmer's the one that has to go out there and he has to work and he has to toil. He has to break up that fallow ground. He has to go out there and he has to sow those seeds and then he has to water those seeds and he has to work it and he has to keep the weeds pulled out of it so that the fruit will come forth. Now, he's the first partaker. He's the first one that's going to get to, to taste and try that fruit. But I'm saying to you that, folks, we need to study God's Word. We need to study it to the very depths, not so that we can impress somebody with how smart that we are, 
But first of all, and above all, that we might be approved unto God. Just like a devoted soldier that's out there to win the battle, like a disciplined athlete that's out there to, to win the race that he's in, and like a determined farmer that's out there. He'll fight against the elements. He'll do whatever it takes. He's going to work so that that fruit will come forth. Study to show thyself approved unto God. But that's not all he says in that verse. Study to show thyself approved unto God. Also, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. Study so that you will be a workman that does not need to be ashamed. You see, we're studying God's Word, first of all, so that we can be approved unto God, but secondly, that we might be assured before men. You see, so many times we're afraid of the world. We're afraid of the world and, and, and how that they might to somehow belittle us and make us feel so bad because they've got all this knowledge and we're just these bunch of narrow-minded Christians that don't know anything. We find that it's studying the Word of God that will give you the assurance that you need, that you need not to be ashamed. You don't have to be ashamed that you're a Christian. You don't have to be ashamed to stand up before the intellectuals. You're not trying to prove to them how smart that you are. He's telling us not to strive for the sake of striving here. We don't need to win the arguments. We need to study. First of all, that we can be approved unto God, but that we might be assured before man. Notice what he says there in verse 8. He says, remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel. I've heard many say, you really believe that stuff? You really believe that stuff? Hey, he had the assurance of knowing that Jesus Christ, that came from the seed of the David, yes, they nailed him to a cross, but yes, he raised from the dead. He's not dead. We're not living and we're not following some dead religion. We're following a risen Lord. He's a living Savior. He's alive today. He's there at the right hand. We looked at all those things when we were looking at, at the thought of heaven this morning. He is there in heaven right now. He's prepared a place for you. He's coming back, and He's going to take you there. Folks, we need to study. Yes, so that we can be approved before God, but so that we can be assured before man. How in the world will you ever be able the Bible tells you you ought to be able to give an answer for your faith. You know, how can you ever, ever stand for this book and stand for the truths of this if you don't know them yourself, if you don't believe them yourself? We can quote a lot of things. We can read a lot of, 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 of religious literature, and, and some of them are written by great people, and there's some really good stuff in there a lot of times. But I said to you this morning, when we were talking about the inspiration of God's Word. I don't want you to believe something just because I believe it. I don't want you to believe something just because this church believes it or just because the, the Baptists believe it or just because anybody believes it. I want you to believe it because God said it, and you know what God said. If God convinces you, man's not going to move you from it. But if you move to a position just simply because you believe what I've said, some other man can come along and tell you something else and move you to a different position and a different position. I'm not saying get haughty that you know it all. I already said we study this all of our lives, but we'll never get to the depths of it. But you begin step by step, 
line upon line, precept upon precept. We must study God's Word if we're going to grow, if we're going to be strong, first of all, if we're going to be approved before God, but also if we're going to be assured before this world, if we're going to be able to stand up and not be ashamed of this world, we've got to know the facts. We've got to be assured concerning our faith and what it is that we know because God said it. But not just concerning our faith, <laughs> concerning the future. Where's, where's this all leading to, folks? Where are we going to end up with all of this one day? He says here in verse 11, it is a faithful saying, for if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. You see, we've got to know the facts that Jesus Christ died, that he rose again. We've got to believe that and know that with all of our hearts. We've got to know what God has showed us. We also got to know that it wasn't just him that died. He did that so that we could die with Him, so that we could live with Him now and for all of eternity, praise God. It's only through God's Word that you can truly know the things you need to know concerning the facts of God and God's, God's truth, God's Word. You know, we talk about doctrines and teachings and all of those things. Folks, it's knowing what God has told us. But it's also knowing where God is taking us. How does it apply to me? There's an awful lot of people that know an awful lot of facts out of this book, but it's never been applied to their own lives. We need to know. We need to be assured before men concerning the facts of this book, concerning the future that he's got for us. And notice what he says in verse 19. Nevertheless, oh, I like, we, we, we need to back up just a minute. Notice what he says up there in verse 17. And their word will eat as doth a canker of whom is Hymenius and Philetus, who concerning the truth have erred, saying that the resurrection is past already and overthrow the faith of some. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his, and let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. I'm saying that we need not be ashamed. It's only through studying God's word that we can be assured. Yes, concerning the facts of what it says. And yes, concerning the future of where it's taken us. But concerning the very foundation, he said, these have, have erred from the truth. They've gone away from the truth. But because people have departed from it, it doesn't change the foundation of God's Word, the foundation of His truths. Why have we spent these years? I, I told you, you know, I'm, I'm not a lecturer we spent years on this series of contending for the faith. Why? Because it's vital, folks. We are not trying to be contentious. We're not trying to say they all have to believe it and do it like we do it. But we're trying to look into God's Word to say, why do we believe what we believe? We find that this young Christian, young Timothy, you know, Paul's getting towards the end of his days. <laughs> I was talking with Brother Cecil Green at the nursing home yesterday. And, of course, Brother Cecil's in his 90s now, and he's still faithfully soldiering on. And he was, he was one of the ones that we started back here with in, in 1990. He's still going with the Lord, praise God. We were talking there. He says, you know, he said the hardest thing for him sometimes. He misses being able to have fellowship here at Bethel after being here since he was a youngster. But in the little fellowship that there, that's close to him there where he tries to go when he's physically able, he said the thing that troubles him the most but he looks around and he says there's no young people there's no children he said we're all getting old <laughs> he 
He said, there's, there, there's nobody to, to come along behind us and to, and to take the reins. And he said, I just get worried, you know, because there seems to be nobody there. We find that the world in an awful lot of ways, they try to attract the youth of this world because they're all so used to, to being entertained. They're all so used to somebody putting on a show for them or something. We're not here to entertain. We're not here to put on a show. I'm saying to you that we need... I know that we're not in the popular group today when the emphasis of our coming to church is to study the Word of God, to know the Word of God. I love the songs. I love the hymns. I love those things. But it's preparing us for what God has for us in His Word. That's what's going to change our lives. That's what's going to build us up. He says, study God's Word. Study it so that you can be approved unto God. Study it so that you can be assured before me and so that you can stand your ground and not be ashamed of your faith, not be ashamed to take that stand. A lot of them won't believe you, folks. And you'll have to take some pretty nasty comments sometimes, probably. And they'll try to impress you with an awful knowledge. I'm, I'm absolutely convinced of this. I'm convinced in my own life. I'm convinced in my children's life. I'm you know, God doesn't tell us anywhere that we have to be idiots. God doesn't anywhere tell us that, that we ought not to try to, to do the best we can with our minds. But I am totally convinced of this. One of the most dangerous places on this earth is in the schools of higher learning. <laughs> where that they, they, they've got all of this knowledge, but God has no part in it. You see, everything that they know isn't wrong and bad. But when you take God out of it, it's incomplete. And it begins to take you in all these wrong directions. And I've seen more people. I'm saying to you, folks, you don't have to take a back seat to the knowledge of this world. Thank God for the institutions of higher learning. Thank God that you can do all you can do, but not without God. You can study those things, but study His Word. Study Him so that it's through His Word that your foundations can be sure, regardless of what they say, regardless of how they try to beat you down. You know it because you know it from His Word, not just because it's something that you've heard all of your life. You've been with God. God's taught you. You know, that's why when Jesus, when He promised us that He was going to leave and He was going back to heaven and that He was going to prepare a place and that He was going to come back and get us one day, but He says, I'm leaving you another one alongside that paraclete, he's the one that will guide you into all truth. You know, a lot of people can read this book called the Bible, but without the Holy Spirit, they'll never understand it. They'll never grasp what it's really saying. I'm saying to you this evening, I want to encourage you the importance of spending time studying the Word of God. Don't just be spoon-fed at church. God in heaven knows I would never intentionally tell you anything that's wrong and contrary to this word, but I'm just a man. I get things wrong sometimes, not intentionally maybe. You hope that as you mature you get less things wrong, but sometimes you wonder about that. I'm just saying, folks, listen, you need to know for yourself. You need to be spending time studying God's Word. And if you don't know how to study God's Word, you come and see me, and I'll give you some hits, some tips. I'll try to help you to where that you can, can get the most out of that study time. But do it. 
Do it because the Bible says study to show yourself approved before God. Study to show yourself assured before man that you're not ashamed because you know what God's Word says. And finally, he says here, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So many things. So many things. Just, just like this evening, we could, we could take that verse 15 and we could take it just out of here and forget about the rest of the chapter and we could get it totally out of context and we could make it say all kinds of weird and wonderful things. Rightly dividing the word of truth. How do you know? You know, I'm sure that some of you, like myself, you've probably experienced some different types of churches in your life. You've experienced Christians. Yes, I mean real Christians that are really born again just like you, but they're going to some other kind of a church that they got some funny beliefs sometimes, and you kind of scratch your head and wonder, where did they come up with that? The thing is, is that Everybody out there that claims to be a Christian, they say they're believing this book, the same book, that they're following the same book. And you know, a lot of them have the same Bible. might even be the, the same version that you read. <laughs> they might read beside some of the same people, but what I'm saying is they're not rightly dividing it because they're not taking it out of context. You have to be able to study it. I was, and I mean, you know, I, I get accused of, a lot of things, probably more than you do. But one of the one of the things that uh, that I was accused of in, in in recent times by somebody, and and I, I still love them to bits. And everybody's got the right to their own opinion. Uh, but that because when I preached, I didn't preach the whole counsel of God. And I'm scratching my head trying to figure out. Well, most people are upset because I preach too much of the counsel of God. Uh, not saying that I don't preach enough of the counsel of God. Uh, the fact is, is that. I, on, I honestly believe this, and people study in different ways. I believe if you want to know, if you want to know the truth about any subject, whether it's salvation or whether it's the Holy Spirit or whether it's the church, whether it's studying God's Word as we're looking at tonight, the only way to know the whole truth is to study the whole truth. Look at all that the Bible has to say about it. You see, he says, study to show yourself approved unto God to show yourself assured before man that you're not ashamed. But he also says, rightly dividing the word of truth. When you read a verse and you read a text, how do you know what it really means? How do you know how it's supposed to be applied? By looking at everything that God says about it. You see, he began with this, with this idea of being able to teach others and notice he says here in verse 24, And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach and patient. Too many Christians are more concerned about winning the argument than they are simply sharing the truth. I am so glad. <laughs> I can still remember back. I wouldn't want to play for you some of the first sermons that I preached. Amen? <laughs> some of the things that I said with the best of intentions... And I mean, man, I, I, somebody had been trying to teach me all my life. I still made some stupid mistakes and said some things that weren't really rightly dividing the word of truth. But I also remember back in those early days of training for the ministry. Well, I'm sure glad that God gave me 
some pastors that really took this heart when it says, be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient. I needed a lot of patience. And I probably needed more patience than, than many because of the fact that I had come from a pastor's home. And so therefore, I thought that everything, you know, if, if my dad did it that way, that's the right way. That's the way it's been done all my life. And then I suddenly have this other pastor that's doing it a different way. I never disrespected my pastor, but we sure had some private conversations a lot of times about things because I still had a lot of learning to do. But you see, the Bible's telling us here, be patient. If somebody doesn't know everything that you think they ought to know, be patient with them. Study the Word of God so that you will be able to teach someone else. Not so that you can prove to them what a phenomenal mind that you have, but so that you can share and impart the same truths that God has shown you. That's what he's saying to young Timothy. Timothy, if you're going to be a servant of the Lord, it's not important in winning these arguments and striving with people, but be gentle, apt to teach, and patient. You see, you need to study God's Word if you're going to be able in the Word. If you're going to be able to rightly divide it and therefore be able to teach others. Not only just to teach people because, you know, we can teach people a lot of facts, but notice what he says in verse 25, in meekness instructing those that oppose themselves. Do you realize that the greatest opposition that anybody faces in this life is usually themselves, their own flesh? Now the devil's real. And Satan is our enemy. But we sure give him a whole lot of credit for stuff that he has absolutely nothing to do with. You see, our flesh has already been tarnished enough that usually he doesn't have to get involved. We're already such sinful people that our own flesh is all that we need to beat us down and tear us down. We need to study to show ourselves approved, assured, but able in God's Word so that we can not only teach people, but notice he says, in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves, if God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. You know that the important thing is not that you can win an argument, not that you can impress somebody with all these wonderful facts of knowledge, but that you can not only teach them, but that you can touch them, praise God, that the Holy Spirit can use you, that you're humble and meek and patient, and that God can use you because God's Word is in you, and therefore the power of the Holy Spirit can use you to touch other people's lives. God chose to use us. I know. <laughs> We sometimes are tempted to say, God, you're not sure you made a mighty big mistake here. <laughs> but he did. And he chose to use you. And I've told you this many times if you've been here at Bethel, and I'm going to tell you again this evening. I know without a shadow of a doubt, I know two things about you. I know for a fact that if you are not already saved, if you don't genuinely know that you've been born again, then I know without any shadow of a doubt, that's what God wants for you more than anything in this world. He doesn't want you to perish. He doesn't want the devil to destroy you. He wants to give you life. He wants you to deal with that sin problem. He died to deal with your sin so that you wouldn't be separated from him. I know that with a fact. And I know this. If you are saved, I don't care what you've come from. I don't care where you've come from. 
I don't care what you know and don't know and your abilities and your inabilities or anything. I know that God still has a purpose for your life because you're still here and you're still breathing. And if God didn't have a purpose for you, hey, we looked at that passage this morning. I preached it all over America the last few months. If you're a Christian, you'd be far better off dead than you would be right here tonight. You'd be far better off in heaven than anywhere in this world. But you're still here because God has a reason for you being here. God will only do what's best for you. If there wasn't a purpose for your life, he'd take you on out of here. Your life is either to be saved because you haven't or to serve him in a capacity. I don't know. You may not have figured it out. You may not even know what God wants of you. But you need to be figuring out because God has a purpose for your life. You need to study so that you can not just know this book, but that you can rightly divide it so that you can teach people, so that you can touch people. But notice, most importantly, that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. I know an awful lot of people in this world that are not walking with God today, that are out there somewhere in the world, maybe they're still good people even, but they don't have a real relationship with God. God has very little, has very little input into their lives, and they have very little input into doing anything for God. People that one time served God, people that seem to genuinely love God, but you see, just like this, the old devil has taken them captive. Those people are not your enemies because they have faltered along the way. We looked this past Wednesday night at our devotion in the prayer meeting. We looked at those things of how not to fall because the devil wants everybody to fall and trip up. But we looked at some of the ways not to fall. But I'm saying to you here, there's a lot of things that God's Word will do for you but you need to study it. You need to study it so that you can show yourself approved before God. Like a soldier, like an athlete, like a farmer, all those illustrations he gives you here. But you need God's approval, not man's. And you get God's approval by studying his word, not what man wants you to do. You don't impress God with man's knowledge, I can assure you. You need to study so that you can be assured before men, not ashamed of your faith, not ashamed of what God teaches. You've got a confidence in it. Your faith is growing because you spent time, you've studied God's Word, and I promise you, the more and more you study it, the more that you grasp and get this idea that you know beyond a shadow of a doubt, this is not the words of man. This is God Himself. It can only increase your faith so that you will not be ashamed to stand before anybody with the truth of God, approved unto God, assured before man, and able in the Word, not just to know a bunch of facts, but that you can teach people, touch people, and turn people back to God. Some people have never been to God. Some have erred and gone away. Listen, I don't care how much you love them. I don't care how sincere and genuine you are. There's a lot of those things that are good but you'll not touch them and turn them back to God. Only God can do that. Only God's Word can do that. 
But you've got to spend time. You've got to know God's Word if God's going to use you to touch other people's lives, that even some of them they have gone away from the truth, that God can use you in their lives to bring them back to the truths that they one time knew. Folks, these are just very simple truths this evening. But I am totally convinced. You know, <laughs> I don't know how many years I've got left on this earth, but I can promise you this, however many years that it might be, I have no desire to spend less time with God than I have in the past. I have no desire whatsoever to spend less time in His Word, to spend less time serving Him. The closer that I get to the end, the more that I'm determined in my heart, I want to do more than ever. I want to spend more time with Him. I want to know this book more than I've ever known it before. Not so that I can impress anybody. I don't care what men think. I care very much what God thinks and what God wants. I don't care if I do it the way somebody else does. I don't care if people like the way that I do it. I want to be approved unto God. I want to be unashamed, assured before this world, to stand up and be counted for Him. Folks, I want to be able not to impress anybody, but that God can somehow use somebody like me or you that through His Word and His power that He can teach, touch, and turn other people's lives, that God can use you. There's nothing your life can be counted for that's more valuable, that's more important than what God can do with you. God wants to do something with you. You probably maybe can't even imagine what God can do with you. But God wants to use you and God will use you. Father, I thank you this evening, Lord, that, Lord, a verse that we've probably quoted many times and we know many times. And, Lord, I know that you impressed upon this preacher's heart that, Lord, we all, we've got the greatest knowledge in all the universe right here in our hands. We've got the greatest compilation of genuine knowledge that comes from you, not from man. Lord, I pray that you would help us to understand the importance of spending time with you in this book, the importance of coming together in your house for the teaching and the preaching of your word. Help us, Lord. Help us to understand this evening. Lord, there's a lot of things that studying your word will do for us, but you give us these three simple truths right here in this verse this evening, and I pray Help them to find a resting place in our heart. Help us to leave here this evening. Lord, either if there's anybody here that, that's, that's not saved, that doesn't know you, Lord, that's never been born again, Lord, please work in their hearts. Help them to understand. Lord, this is real. You did die on the cross for them. You did rise the third day from them. You are there today. You want them to spend eternity with you. But they've got to be willing. They've got to be willing to accept the only payment for that sin that's separating them from you at this time, the only payment, the blood of Jesus Christ. Help them, Lord, to recognize that, to realize that. And, Lord, just in simple terms, if they can humble themselves and accept that forgiveness that you're offering to them. And, Lord, for each and every one of us as believers, Lord, may we have a desire for our lives to be used for you, for your glory. May we grasp and understand Lord, that, that, that it's through your word that we're going to be able, Lord, 
We need to study your word. We need to know your word. We need to diligently seek it out so that we can be approved unto you, so that we can be assured before this world not to be ashamed of anything that we have there, Lord. And Father, so that we can be able in your word to rightly divide it, not to make it say what we want it to say, but to say what it says, that other people's lives can be touched and turned to you. Help us, Lord, and we'll give you all the praise for it. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.